five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Last week, Thursday, I think, I talked about Peloton and how HBO had killed one of the big stars on the new Sex in the City <laughs> in the in the in the launch episode. Millions of viewers. Uh, killed the star on a Peloton. I took the stock down 10, 11%. Okay, so Peloton responded very quickly. Ryan Reynolds' marketing team and his crazy ad agency uh, snapped into action, and um, Peloton said, you know, we could argue that, I mean, they. I didn't say all this last week because I thought it was just too funny, uh, but Peloton was notified that their their product might be used in this in the uh, in the show but was not told about how it was going to be used and didn't supply any product and so um, they argue that they could have a lawsuit um, a case against HBO since their stock went down 11% since HBO clearly didn't care about the about the about damaging their brand and uh, but they've chosen not to uh, not to sue however uh, another New York Times got a lawyer in on it and he said no they don't have a case because their 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 trademark the Peloton name trademark doesn't apply explicitly is excluded from applying to use in um, in like in 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 news contexts and other areas, federal trademark anti-dilution law explicitly carves out any fair use, including nominative fair use and non-commercial use, as in use in an expressive work. Okay, I didn't know this. Maybe you didn't either. Which a TV show clearly is. Okay, and so the Times kind of shot that in the foot and said. Not only would they lose the case, but they would also lose some control of their trademark, which would be really bad. So anyway, Ryan Reynolds put this little show together. I'll show it to you in a minute. Uh, it's, it's a couple days ago. It had three million views. I don't know what it's got. We'll we'll, we'll try to see what it's got so far. Uh, 5,400 retweets, 7,000 quotes. Um, 41,000 likes on the Peloton account and 93, you know, like on Reynolds' account. Okay, and the stock went up 3% in pre-trading Monday morning. So, uh, like I said, it would have been a nice opportunity to buy Peloton stock on Friday. But, so here's, anyway, let's get to the ad, see if I can make that work. Um, You know, I'm obviously scrambling here. Okay, let's see if this gets it. Yeah, here it goes. Okay, so let's get this to work, and here we go. I can't hear if it's, if it's working or not. To new beginnings. But to new beginnings. Here's the great. star. I feel great. You look great. I feel great. Uh, the star that was dead. Ride? Should we take another ride? Oh, that's the trainer. Life's that's too trainer. short not Life to. Life is too short not to. And, and so it's narrated <laughs> and by just Ryan like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your cycling heart, lungs, and circulation. Your heart's lungs your risk of cardiovascular He's not really dead. Muscles, lowers resting pulse so don't and reduces worry. Blood fat levels. He's, He's alive. alive. Peloton. 
as usual, Ryan Reynolds comes through. So if anybody stomps your brand, uh, you have an opportunity because you're in the news to pick up on that and turn it around. And I think that you know, if you and if you can call Ryan Reynolds, let him do it because he is absolutely fantastic. Okay, so now we're gonna go back over here. Turn this off. Turn this back on. I have just too many buttons. Uh, Ritson um, apparently was part of the Festival of Marketing, FM, um, done by Marketing Week, I believe, and uh, and he put together some tips for small brands looking to make big plays. Okay, and it doesn't really tell you what the tips are. It's a 50-minute video, but you know, it's I I just always think. Ritson is worth listening to no matter what. So what we're going to do is I'm going to just give you a little a, a little taste of it. You know, it's all I can do anyway. I'm not going to play 50 minutes of Mark Ritson. But I'll give you a little taste of it and hopefully, um, oops, hopefully that'll that'll get you to go go to Marketing Week and find this um, find this information. Okay. So um, what he's talking about here is. He's talking about um, he's talking about a quadrant with marketing competence and organizational size. You see that? And so he says, you know, at most of the marketing conferences, you're getting Oracle and Coca-Cola and Procter and Gamble. And he had, I think, some experience at Procter and Gamble. So did uh, Tom Fishburn was at Procter and Gamble. And he says, you know, you'd expect that big companies would have lots of competence. And you'd also expect that a lot of small companies would mainly not understand marketing much at all, but it mainly be sort of cheesy sales, and they just keep pounding the sales button. But he says a lot of big organizations, probably the most most big organizations, do not have capable marketing. They have marketing incompetence over here. And there are some people who choose to work at small organizations and do incredible marketing. And so his 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 presentation is going to focus on a subset of the very best examples of doing great small marketing, uh, great great marketing competence in small organizational size. And that was great. And so he broke down the. He broke down the presentation into small people. <laughs> and so Danny DeVito, I saw him in at O'Hare one time. Uh, Danny DeVito was his first example. And one of the things that he, he said was, um, you know, when you have huge budgets, you can go get qualitative, you can get not only qualitative, but quantitative research done. And quantitative research can be... Uh, can be, um, well, you know, it's 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 testing at scale. It's big numbers. It, it you know, it's the kind of thing that everybody would love to do. And in fact, uh, in direct mail, you know, big mailers, when we would start with 250,000 pieces, you know, you get a lot of quantitative data because uh, we would mail about between five and ten thousand pieces per mailing list you know to get 50 orders in each and you get a pretty good pretty good idea of which um which lists are going in which directions 
and that's you know that's just a super great way to start right so um okay it's working i'm just double checking to see if it's working uh it's a super great way to start so whoops now i gotta find my way back okay here now i can see the comments and see if it's working um so mark so mark says okay you can't do quality you can't do quantitative research if you got a really really small company although in direct mail like i said with with a couple of hundred thousand or even a hundred thousand pieces you're getting quite a bit of quantitative but suppose you suppose you're not a mailer suppose you you've got some other kind of company um he said you know just do you don't have to do just quantitative work you can do convenience sampling he said if you go to a trade show just walk around like I did with Namoa. You know, I asked, I went around asking mailers, do you test as much as you think you should? And pretty much everybody said, no, we don't. And and that was how I got, I pitched Namoa on, um, on doing a testing, uh, doing a testing presentation on why people don't test. And um, it was very, very well received. Then uh, I did another, you know, at another NMO, I went around and asked people, what's the definition of direct marketing, in your opinion? And everybody said, generate a measurable response. And, of course, my big issues with that is that measurable <laughs> doesn't mean you even measure. No wonder people aren't testing. <laughs> you know, first of all, you have to do measurement. And you have to generate a response. You have to measure it. And you have to set up tests. I think that's pretty much the essence of direct marketing. But that's not what anybody said. Everybody quoted the traditional definition which bob stone agreed with me is not well crafted i think my hair is all messy i got a fuzzy it was a bad hair day my furnace went out this morning so i've been working on my furnace uh yeah there it goes i fixed it okay so where's that style consultant she needs to tell me these things so anyway uh so you know and and he said, when you go to a trade show, you can just ask everybody that comes to your booth, ask them a question. You can find out a lot of stuff. And he shared an example where a medical company was able to share, without personal information, was able to share the kind of people at what point they were going on a uh, an insulin pump. And it's an excellent example. So you want to go over to Mark. Then his next one, he said it was his, his favorite. And what he's talking about is market segmentation. And really, the difference in market segmentation, especially in mail, what I do is what I start is I try to, yeah, I try to figure out what the market orientation is. But exactly like Mark says, then I try to say, okay, what lists are available? And you can make one phone call to a list broker and get an enormous amount of information about what mailing lists you can get that might target your your uh, ethnography or uh, psychological profile or special interest profile. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can that you can test. And then the be, the benefit of direct mail is you don't need to, to send out too many, you know, but you have to get statistically significant. So you got to do a couple of thousand per list, depending on what kind of response you get. But anyway, really, really brilliant. Mark says, skip. You, know, you can pay for a lot of research, he says. But really, you can do it a lot quicker by looking at 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 source information and uh, in direct mail. That's certainly true. So anyway, that's enough for today. We're we're kind of you know as you can see, I've cobbled this together partly so I can go back to working on my furnace. 
So feel free to call. Go over to WDMA to sign up. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. I think I've got it figured out, too. I've already ch changed out the exhaust motor. Yes, I know that you wouldn't maybe start there, but I did because mine was running loud. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, I got to hit the actual buttons. This one doesn't have a toggle switch. Okay, here we go.